This is the St. Marianne Cope Parish Podcast. Thanks for joining us. St. Marianne Cope Parish is the community of Catholic believers from Lakeland and Solvay, New York, located in Syracuse. Our podcast is here to help encourage and edify you in your faith. The Lord be with you. And with your your spirit. spirit. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to John. Glory Glory to you, O Lord. On the evening of that first day of the week, when the doors were locked where the disciples were for fear of the Jews, Jesus came and stood in their midst and said to them, Peace be with you. When he had said this, he showed them his hands and his side. The disciples rejoiced when they saw the Lord. Jesus said to them again, Peace be with you. As the Father has sent me, so I send you. And when he had said this, he breathed on them and said to them, Receive the Holy Spirit, whose sins you forgive are forgiven them, and whose sins you retain are retained. Thomas called Dittimus, one of the twelve, was not with them when Jesus came. So the other disciples said to him, We have seen the Lord. But he said to them, Unless I see the mark of the nails in his hands, and put my finger into the nail marks, and put my hand into his side, I will not believe. Now a week later, his disciples were again inside, and Thomas was with them. Jesus came, although the doors were locked, and stood in their midst and said, Peace be with you. Then he said to Thomas, Put your finger here and see my hands, and bring your hand and put it into my side, and do not be unbelieving, but believe. Thomas answered and said to him, My Lord and my God. Jesus said to him, Have you come to believe because you have seen me? Blessed are those who have not seen and have believed. Now Jesus did many other signs, in the presence of his disciples that are not written in this book. But these are written that you may come to believe that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of God, and that through this belief you may have life in his name. The Gospel of the Lord. This passage from John's Gospel that we proclaim today is packed with meaning and power to help us to understand the nature and the meaning of resurrection. What does it mean to proclaim Jesus Christ risen from the dead? Because for the next 40 days at least, in this 50-day season of Easter, we will proclaim that Jesus Christ is risen, that he's conquered death. Well, what does that mean concretely? You know, those words are pretty easy to say, even easier to sing, but what does it really mean? Well, in this passage, we have a lot of what it really means. 
First of all, it was the first day of the week. It was Sunday. And this is why we worship on Sunday, specifically. Sunday is the Sabbath day for Christians. But remember in the Old Testament, it is Saturday that is the Sabbath for the Jews. But for us, because it is the Lord's resurrection day, we worship on Sunday. It was the first day of the week and the doors were locked in the upper room. And the disciples of Jesus were locked up because they were afraid of being slaughtered by the government establishment. They knew that they had been trouble to them. They knew that their witness of Jesus had posed a threat to the Roman government. But of course, you and I know that that wasn't really the threat. The threat was really sin. And so the disciples locked in the upper room are waiting trying to figure out what to do. And Jesus comes and stands in their midst. Now, how does he get in the room? Well, what he is showing us is that he is not subject to the laws of nature. If I were to lock the wooden door, you could not get through it. But Jesus Christ, the risen Lord, could get through it. Not subject to the laws of nature. So that's the first thing that he's going to show us about resurrected life. And then, of course, the early Christian community has to identify the risen Lord as the one who was crucified. And it is significant beyond belief that Jesus Christ, the risen Lord, retains the marks of his crucifixion. And that's why the first thing he does is he shows them his hands and his side. In other words, look at me. You remember what happened to me on Calvary? I'm the same one because he had to be the same one or else we would not understand the continuity of the crucifixion and the resurrection. And he greets them with the greeting of peace. Peace, not as the absence of anxiety, not as the absence of so many things that we try to get away from, we try to alleviate in our lives, but the peace of knowing that we are ultimately protected and saved by God. That deepest sense of well-being that ultimately we will not die and that our lives are not in vain. And so he greets them with peace, and then immediately we have one of the 
proof texts, if you will, of one of the seven sacraments. You and I define a sacrament as a sensible sign instituted by Christ to give grace. Well, here is one of those signs. When he has greeted them with peace, he breathes on them and says to them, receive the Holy Spirit. The bishop or priest who, cons who confirmed you said those same words, receive the Holy Spirit. And so we have here on that first Easter night, the institution of the sacrament of confirmation. And then Jesus gives to the apostles the authority to forgive or retain sins. Whose sins you forgive are forgiven them, and whose sins you retain are retained. And remember, their mission was to go out to the whole world and preach the forgiveness of sins. So here on that first Easter night, the apostles receive the authority to forgive sins and then to pass it down to this very day. Thomas is very often in classic rhetoric called the Doubting Thomas. And it's easy to talk about the fact that he doubted and that's a symptom of sin and so forth. But he also has another purpose in this particular passage. Thomas is the one who will, in fact, again, verify the testimony of the apostles. He presents the second proof that, in fact, the one who was crucified on Calvary is now standing in their midst. And so Thomas, of course, says, I won't believe it unless I see it, unless I can touch him. And so Jesus comes to him a week later, and this also shows that from the very beginning, from that first Easter night, there is an unbroken succession of Sunday worship, an unbroken succession from that first Easter night, because Thomas comes is in the room on the second Sunday, or the second, the octave of Easter. And again, Jesus comes through the locked doors, again, not subject to the laws of nature. He greets them with peace and says to Thomas, okay, touch me. Put your fingers in my wounds. And Thomas, in faith, verifies that this, in fact, is the same one who was crucified and confesses, then, for the church that he is Lord, Kyrios, first title given to Jesus by Christians, 
and he is God, my Lord and my God. And so it's, it's a case where God uses even Thomas's doubt, his imperfect faith, or his coming to faith to bring about his purpose, and that is to verify that Jesus is the risen Lord of glory. He is God himself who conquered death and sin. Now, the mind-blower of it all is that what you and I know of resurrection now on this eighth day of Easter is that the risen Lord was concrete and touchable. He was concrete and touchable. He wasn't a ghost-like being. Thomas could touch him and feel him. And at the same time, he was not limited by the world. And what you and I, as Christians, celebrate and confess is that Jesus Christ is sharing that with us. He shares that with us. And that when he comes again in glory, we too will be made glorified like he showed himself to his disciples. Imagine that. that that's, our, that's our hope. That's our ultimate restoration. That's why we're Christians. That's why we put on Christ in baptism, so that when he comes again in glory, we too can rise from the dead. So my brothers and sisters, on this eighth day of Easter, let us truly rejoice with peace, with the peace of knowing that God has done the work, that God gives the gift, and you and I are eternally blessed by that gift of restoration and resurrection. Thanks for joining us on the St. Marian Cope Parish Podcast. If you have questions about St. Marian Cope Parish, our locations, or any of our ministries, visit us online at stmariancope.org.